0: You're listening to a CFCC audio podcast. For news and service times, visit www.cfccnet.org. Well,
1: good morning, Cypher Christian Church. Good to see everyone here today. We're going to begin our service here in just a moment, but I have a couple of announcements that I want to make. First off, I just want to thank you if you're a guest and this is the, uh, the first time that you're worshiping with us. Thank you for being here. Thanks for choosing today to worship with us. On your way out, make sure you turn in a, one of those connection cards that you can find at the back of your pew. Fill that out with just a little bit of info. And you can turn it in at the welcome desk and you'll get a free gift as a token of our appreciation for you being here today. So please take advantage of that. We are so glad that you're here and, and uh, we look forward to worshiping with you again in the future. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff going on. I want to highlight a couple of things here before we get started. The first thing is last Sunday, John Harden spoke. We had a guest speaker and he talked about uh, the area in Sicily that we have sent some folks here from Cypher Christian Church to minister to the, the Muslims that are there in Cantania, Sicily. And he talked about how we can welcome. We can, we can, uh, minister to refugees and, and minister to these, these people who are in these foreign countries, but you don't have to go to Catania to welcome refugees. You can do that right here in Houston. And so inside your bulletin, you'll see a little feature section there that has welcomerefugees.com. If you are interested in, in welcoming and ministering to and helping and assisting and serving refugees right here in our city, please go to that website and check it out. Even if you're just curious about how you can help or curious about what it means or how many of those refugees are in Houston, go to welcomerefugees.com and check that out. I want to highlight two other things, one of which is today is our golf tournament that is going to be raising money for scholarships for students and adults to go on mission trips and to be a part of all kinds of different activities Uh, throughout the year. This is a huge golf tournament. It's already been a huge turnout. But the silent auction items are still available. You probably saw them on your way in. There's plenty of auction items to take advantage of. And remember, all of this money goes into people participating in mission trips, life-changing experiences for for adults and students. It helps students and children go to camps and go to retreats and all of those kinds of things. So get out there and find something that you wanna bid on and take advantage of it and help us raise That money, Golfers, if you are golfing today, you want to make sure that you are out there by 2 p.m. We're going to be beginning at 2 o'clock. If you're participating in the putting contest, you want to make sure you get there early, as well as if you want to take advantage of the um, driving range and those kinds of things. So we're going to be starting at 2 o'clock. Make sure you get out there to High Meadow Ranch. The other thing that I'm going to highlight is next Saturday, we've got a very exciting event for the men's ministry. Uh, we have a crawfish Well, I, I will tell you, there is, there is something powerful, something really spiritual happens when men come together and eat crawfish. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So guys, we want you to come out. It's gonna be a great day. Uh, hopefully the weather is gonna hold up and it's we're going to do it rain or shine, though, so don't worry. So come out, take part, meet some other guys that are just like you, and we're, we're going to eat crawfish, and we're also going to get to hear a message from an Olympic gold medalist in the uh, Winter Olympics. He's the first Texan to win a gold medal in the Winter Olympics. Chad Hedrick is going to be here, and he's going to be giving his testimony about how he chased after all of these championships and all of these goals his whole life. And when he got on that gold medal stand, his heart was empty. And he met God on the gold medal stand at the Olympics. It's gonna be a powerful, powerful testimony. Come on out, tickets are available. You can get tickets out at the kiosk today, out at the, uh, the uh, info desk out there. Uh, Steve Skidmore is gonna be out there. If you've got your app, your Cypher Christian Church app, you can simply click on the app, click on sign up, and then find where it says Men's Spring Crawfish Boil, and you can get tickets right through there. Ten bucks, and uh, it's going to be a great event. We are grateful, grateful for a couple of sponsors who have helped us actually pull this event off. Al Cozart from. Insurance of Texas and Bob Adair from Eco Services has, has, they both sponsored this event and it's going to be a fantastic day. We're so thankful for their sponsorships. We're so thankful for all the other people who are taking part in this and we hope you do too. All right. So get your tickets out at the welcome desk. You can get them on the app or you can see me after the service. Uh, We hope to see you there Saturday, this coming Saturday at 12 PM. All right. God we thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us we thank you for doing what only you could do we acknowledge that here today that no amount of striving no amount of good behavior no amount of good deeds can make us good enough we need Jesus we need the blood of Jesus we thank you that you offer it to us freely, and we thank you for that promise that you give us—the hope in Jesus Christ that one day we too will be resurrected like Him. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Good morning. Hi, welcome to Cypher Christian Church. If you've been here before, great. We'd love to see you again. If you haven't, welcome. Um, this is a collection, at first glance, it may seem that this is our church is a collection of sheetrock and paint and wood and metal and a sound system and lighting, and, and it is. But But it's actually, it's more than that. And this is where some really... God-inspired things happen. This is where we praise and worship and the Holy Spirit fills the room. And this is where um, an imperfect group of people come together to do life together, to... um, to grow in our God-given gifts. It's where we find out what our gifts are. It's where we dig in and and really become um, who that person that that Christ wants us to. It's we're known and we do life. You know, we rejoice in the victories and we struggle together. We struggle well and we mourn. You know, in those times we mourn together and we pull together. Um, this is our home base that we come back to. The world pushes in, right? We go out for the rest of the week and and life happens and this is home base that we can always come back to and and be safe in and we recharge here. And um, this is where God faithfully, I've seen it myself, he faithfully shows up as we dig into his word and into his wisdom, he never leaves us void. He always creates something new there. you know, in the small groups and the Bible studies, he's in the middle of it, and um, this is where the kids learn about Jesus in VBS and where they're loved on for you know for a whole week. And um, through his power, you know, these kiddos are, are given that that knowledge, and and we celebrate baptisms. You know, our new brothers and sisters in Christ, and we get to celebrate with them as they've made that transition. Um, this is where our missionaries—they go out of you know these walls, these boundaries, these borders, and a lot of times out of their comfort zones. You know to preach the gospel, to reach those people that that wouldn't otherwise be reached. Um, This is where our teens, they go out and they are the hands and feet to to the least of these, to the forgotten people. And um, this is where we hear about God and how he made himself flesh and was crucified for us so that we could live. Um, So we're just a collection of ordinary items. We're ordinary people. We are thankful that we get to be a part of his story that that our god who wants to be with us so much he says you know he knocks on the door and he'll only come in if we let him that you know he lets us be a part of his story and so you may say well you don't know my story you know that's that's good for you but i'm different you know i don't but god does and he can handle it and he can take your circumstance your whatever it is, and he can make something beautiful and and new with it, but only if you let him. Um, If you pray with me. Father God, thank you so much for um, this beautiful day you've given us. Lord, thank you for these tithes and offerings. Lord, we just thank you in advance that you're going to use them and multiply them as only you can. Lord, we pray that we would see others through your eyes and love others with your heart. Um, Father God, we, just, we love you, and it's these things in your son's name we pray. Amen.
2: I'm gonna ask those serving communion to come forward at this time. You know, each week, um, we take part in the Lord's Supper, uh, in communion. We gather at this table of grace. Uh, this morning, I wanna just remind you Um, that communion is a time where followers of Jesus Christ celebrate the price that was paid that they, that I, that you might have life. Uh, We think about um, the two things that are present up here. We have the basket with bread representing the body of Christ. Uh, We have the cup You take the bread when it is given to you. This is the body of Christ broken for you is usually one of the phrases a server will say. You take the bread, you dip it in the cup, and the individual will say, this is the blood of Christ uh, shed for you. You know, the apostle Paul, he spoke very clearly about the early church, the church at Corinth um, taking part in communion. Um, He said to the church that each one, each follower of Jesus was to examine their heart every time they came to the table of grace. You know, I encourage you to examine your heart. Ask yourself, where this week have I chosen my way over God's way? You know, one area that we often need to think about and examine relationships where am I out of relationship uh, with a friend, with a family member? You know, just, just confess. Acknowledge where you're choosing your way over God's way. Acknowledge where there's a broken relationship. As Paul said, examine your heart and confess. Just agree with God uh, where you've blown it, where you failed You know, we've been talking among our elders, we've been talking among the pastors about communion. It's such a special time. Um, Let's not just go through the motions, let's truly celebrate as we come to the table of grace. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he surrendered his life. We thank you that he left heaven's throne and came to this earth and lived a life full of grace and full of truth. Father, we thank you that we do not deserve the life we found in Christ, but by your grace through faith, not because of anything we've done, you've given us life. Father, we thank you for the incredible sacrifice that was made, that Christ shed his blood. Father, we celebrate that grace right now. Father, I thank you for each and every person that you've brought through these doors today. Father, may we encounter your presence. May we hear your truth. May we celebrate your grace. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Guys, it is so good to be with you today. This May weather is incredible, is it not? Uh, it's cool this morning as I walked out, and um, what a beautiful day. Today we're launching into a new series entitled Balanced. Balanced. I, I think you see on the, the cover of your worship folder um, this image gaining and maintaining financial security. Balanced. It looks like a recipe for disaster. Um, that elephant on top of the beach ball. But guys, I'm here to say that that your financial plan, your approach to your finances, your financial ability to be financially balanced, um, it's just not a matter of luck, and uh, it is a real possibility and probability if you're willing to follow some very basic principles. Uh, Some of you um, might already feel, you know, um, I'm feeling a little sick. I think I need another donut or another cup of coffee. I really don't want to hear about money today. Uh, But we've warned you. We've talked about this and written about it and um, prepared you in some e-news and in in the bulletin last week. Um, You might be shocked to know that there are over 2,000 verses in the Bible that deal with money. 2,000. The majority of Jesus' parables has to do with possessions, money and specifically possessions. Now you might be surprised that these parables do not um, deal primarily with giving, So everything I have to say over the next weeks is not about giving, 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 give more, give more, give more. Uh, No, I simply want us to see and us to take this journey that God cares about our finances and more than anything, he cares about financial management. That's what these parables focus on. Again and again, Jesus engages in stories about how we manage the things, how we invest the things, what our perspective is about our finances, the stuff in our lives. There are three things that over and over again, don't pass out when I, when I get this out, okay? Okay. There are three, um, Kevin calls it the Moses staff, and there are three things, three natural laws, natural laws of balance that I hope you will see relates to financial balance, all right? And the three laws are pretty simple, Pretty simple, and Christy, you can stay ahead of me, and that will help me today. Um, First of all, go ahead and laugh. (laughs) Relieve the pressure a little and laugh, all right? All right, whenever the laws of natural balance, um, whether it be cheerleaders doing some type of where they're tossing someone up, the person, gymnastics, all right, Me walking across a log wanting to get to the other side, all right? We have to maintain a reference point. Now, watch my reference point when it comes to this natural law of balance. Do y'all see what my reference point is? Tell me. It's the dollar sign. So that is my reference point. If I do not have a reference point... Wow. See what happens? Do you see that? Seriously. So in our finances, we have a reference point, something that we have to keep our eye on. And before we're finished today, I will tell you what that reference point is. Here is the second law of balance, natural law of balance. What am I doing with my hand? I am making constant corrections. Do you see that? Constant corrections. Now, we do this in other, other activities. It could be a gymnast. It could be um, some, a cheerleader doing their act. It could be as simple as me. I will walk across some logs With some cases, um, not a river, but a big stream running over me in different parts of Texas, some of them would be rivers, in Colorado. And because of the snow melt, when I'm there in late June, I guarantee I will do this. You with me? And these hands are a lot of help for me to make constant corrections So that I don't fall in. I have fallen in before. It's not good to hike seven miles, nine miles with wet boots. It's no fun, right? Not to mention the fact it's very cold. Now, sometimes there's another environment I might not mention who's in here. You know, uh, I saw a police officer, two police cars, and a man in a parking lot, and he was having to walk a straight line. Let me tell you something. If you're having to do that for a policeman, go ahead and get in the back of his car. (laughs) All right? I mean, it's over, right? Okay? And so then um, the third thing, the third thing, establish a clear objective. Now, see, you don't want to get hurt in, in a lot of athletic activities, maybe, again, the cheerleader tossing, throwing someone up in the air, or maybe a gymnast. I mean, people do get hurt, right? Walking across that log, I want to get to the... Other side, that's my objective, all right? And so my objective here is to keep this pole vertical, right? I wanna keep this up there. I cannot believe I hit myself in the head earlier, right? <laughs> Now, what, what I practice, and I've already messed up. Now, Ray, this isn't for you. This might be for Mike Myers or Charles Richards. You know, I thought, man, it'd be fun if I could go down this aisle, and then, you know, I could do that. That was for Jason, not for you, Ray. Huh. I've practiced the drop, so don't worry. Ray was safe. Over and over again, we will look at these natural laws Of balance and the natural laws of balance will relate to our own financial plan, our own ability to balance our finances. Guys, please hear me. God cares about your finances, but I've told you in multiple areas, God does not want something from you. He wants something for you. God does not want something from you. He wants something for you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for each person in this room. Father, I thank you that you care about this area of our life. Father this is not something that in in many 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 areas you want to be involved you want to be a part but in this area you just leave us on our own Father I'm thankful for your desire to be involved Father I'm thankful that that all of us are in different places when in regard to our finances. Father, I'm thankful for some in this room who have gone through financial, there's no other word, tragedy, but are restored today and are whole today and the fights are over and the struggles are behind them. Father, I thank you for those who are hearing these words who could be in crisis financially. Father, I pray that you would encourage us. I pray that you would teach us. I pray that we would not leave this place guilty, but Father, we would leave this place with a little more insight in this very important area of financial balance. Financial management, a strategy to manage our finances. Father, I thank you for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The minute I stop, and and I won't get it out again, applying the laws of natural balance, I mean, the minute, what happens? What? It falls. It hits me in the head, right? An immediate result. That's not true in financial in the financial realm. There is seldom an immediate result if we do not follow the laws of financial balance. I mean it's not like Pinocchio, right? Pinocchio tells a lie, his nose grows. Someone hears something they shouldn't, and their ears grow. Someone sees something they shouldn't, and their eyes bulge. No, it's not like that when it comes to finances. No, we make financial decisions now that affect us months, even years, sometimes decades down the road. You see, we live in a society where immediate gratification. We we look around and we might not have what a friend has and we want it now, and so we buy it now. And there are consequences for immediate gratification. There's a simple phrase sow now, reap later, and reap greater. Sow now, reap later, and reap greater. That's a financial law, all right? However you save or spend or go in debt or don't go in debt, or enter into poor investments, or don't enter into poor investments, you sow now, you will reap later from a financial standpoint, and you will reap in multiples of what you've sown. I'm telling you, I've sat with more couples. I've been one of those couples trying to get out of debt more than once in my life, all right? All right. And there's different degrees of debt. So let's just talk about um, debt that relates not to something um, that that you have equity in. You can even have equity in a car, not the best investment, right? Because it loses its value every year. But I'm talking about revolving credit in particular. People go into debt and debt and more debt and more debt. It affects the way they're able to live but someday, someday debts have to be repaid. Some people, they, they buy interest free, but they don't pay it off before the end of the period and they're paying 20 plus percent interest. Not a good idea, right? I've helped more people try to see that debt consolidation is rarely the answer to their debt problems, Because many people consolidate their debts only to be in the same debt five years from then and have a debt consolidation loan. We'll talk about getting back in the black in a few weeks. All right? This is practical. We'll have some scriptures that are critical. But guys, please hear, God cares about how you invest your money. In marriages, there are two top problem areas. Anyone want to be bold enough to tell me what they are? Excuse me? Finances and? What? Someone said it, just one word, real blunt. Sex. Sex, thank you, Mike. Those are the two things. Again and again and again and again in surveys, sexual relationship and finances. You see, when we come into marriage, we enter marriage with a financial philosophy, and often it's different from our spouse's philosophy. Often, now if we're really smart, we saw where our family, our parents blew it, and we have a different financial strategy, or at least an adjusted financial strategy. But you see, often we intermarriage two different financial strategies, and so our parents have a philosophy about debt, our parents have a philosophy about generosity. Our parents have a philosophy about what and when we buy for our children and grandchildren, right? I mean, they're all just poor and in need of more stuff, right? I don't think so. Our parents had a philosophy concerning the church. Maybe our parents weren't in church. My parents weren't in church. So their philosophy was don't go, all right? but maybe you knew that your parents were givers. And and I don't say this to brag, but my daughters have asked Jennifer and I, you know, why in the world do you give that much money to the church? And we tell them because it's not our money, it's God's money and God's blessed us tremendously. I don't tell them because I'm a pastor, right? That kind of stinks. But God cares. There's a key passage in Matthew 6, that I want you to see. And you've heard it before, right? You've heard it before. Do not misquote it if you repeat it. I've heard it misquoted more than I've heard it quoted correctly. It does not say where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. It doesn't say that. Jesus knew what he was saying. He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Look at your treasure. Here are some ways to look at what you treasure. Look at your Amazon purchases. (laughs) All right? Look at your online banking account. Look at maybe what you've gone into debt to purchase. Look at your uh, ATM charges, You could tell me what to look at, but I'll let you keep that to yourself. What do you treasure? You say, no, Dale, that's just what it takes to live. Okay. Okay. But some of you, I could look at what you spend your money on and I could see pretty quickly what you treasure. Now guys, what did Jesus not say? He did not say, you show me a really good Bible teacher and I will show you a man whose heart is fixed on me. Did Jesus say that? You're not gonna find a place where Jesus said that. And and I know why he wouldn't say this, but Jesus didn't say, you find a, a woman whose Bible is highlighted from Genesis to Revelation. She's read it through five times and you will find a person whose heart is fixed on me. No, he doesn't guarantee that. You say, Dale, you're stretching it. Well, I'm telling you, the verse says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And the word is very specific. Where your stuff is, where your money is, the parables were not all analogies. They were very, very practical about how we manage our lives. For where your treasure is, is there your heart will be also don't nod your head on this one unless they're not in the room <laughs> have you ever been in a relationship with someone where you felt like you were competing with their stuff maybe their boat all right maybe I. I like to hunt. Maybe they're hunting because a lot of stuff goes with hunting. Their payment for their lease, them building, paying for their deer stand, them. I, and guys, I love to hunt, so I'm not dogging you. You're four-wheeler, you're side-by-side, right? I could go on and on. If you golf, maybe a membership in the clubs you have to have, Because the clubs you bought two years ago now aren't any good, right? You bought the best, but now they're not any good. There was a, when I was in college, there was a musician and he sang these words, two phrases. Using things and loving people, that's the way it's gotta be using things and loving people that's the way it's gotta be because loving things excuse me loving people no I said it right loving things and using people only leads to misery you see wealth Wealth does not bring, I'm not anti-wealth. I'm thankful if you're, you have wealth, okay? But wealth stuff does not deliver on the fulfillment and the meaning that it promises. It doesn't. You know, we were talking in the membership class this morning. You know, there is a void in all of us, a God-shaped vacuum. Pascal, of all people, said this first. And each of us decides what we try to fill the hole in our soul with. For some of it, it's vocation. The only problem is we get to the top of the ladder that we've been striving for all our life, And we don't find what we were looking for. I've met many people who have retired well, and I mean very well, and only lived a short time after they entered retirement. Be careful what you fixate on. Be careful what you fix your vision on. Be careful what you treasure because there your heart will be also. Some of you might operate according to the philosophy. Dale, you just need to be quiet. I've already heard enough about money today, I don't need to hear any more. You know, my relationship with God's fine, my relationships with money's fine. God's over here, money's over here, and that's just the way it's gonna be. My guess is that's not the way it always is in your life. My guess is when you're applying for that job that you've wanted for years, you talk to God about it. My guess is when you're making one of the biggest purchases of your life, a home, you might talk to God about it. My guess is you might even make promises to God if he will come through in areas of your life you talk to God about it. God doesn't need your stuff, he doesn't need your money. I could go as far as saying he doesn't want your stuff, he doesn't want your money. He just does not want your money to have you. God doesn't want your money or your stuff. He just does not want your money and your stuff to have you. And I'm telling you, it can get its claws in you. Some of you are extreme when it comes to this area of money. You just are. Some of you are so proud that you're financially free. You know, there were times when Jennifer was miserable because all I wanted to talk about was getting debt-free. Did y'all hear me? You say, well, debt-free is what God wants in our life. Oh, debt-free can become an extreme, which is the thing you treasure more than God. I promise you. That's all the person talks about. Dave Ramsey, he's fantastic. What he teaches is really good. And he teaches to put God first. But often we don't hear that. And we almost become hoarders. It doesn't free us to give. We just want to protect like we're about to go into the depression. Or we spend and spend and spend and spend another extreme We have to have, we have to have. Can I say it again? We have to have, so we spend. I have an assignment for you and I will be honest, I'm afraid some of you will not take it. I've officially been your pastor for five months, okay? I don't think I have a lot of leverage in your life. Hey, I'm a realist. I'm not 25 anymore. I'm 55, okay? I'm a realist. But I'm telling you, God cares about your finances. I I didn't even share with you the first point in my outline. I'm sorry, Christy. I I do detour sometimes. It is impossible to be a growing follower of Christ It is impossible to be a growing follower of Christ and continually, that's the key, mishandle our finances. Say, Dale, I don't believe that. I'm sorry you don't. I believe the principles are there. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. My assignment is, I want you to monitor your spending for one week. I don't care if you're um, 18 or 82. I don't know where I got that number, but... Mike, you're not 82 yet, are you? Okay, not yet, not yet. That was funny, guys, if you know Mike. All right. Monitor it. If you have an iPhone, there's an app, free, spending tracker. Make it fun, I deposited $1.2 million in my spending tracker. You can do the same, all right? But I tested it. It is so simple. Just put in your expenses. $4.99 at Starbucks. If you're a Starbucks junkie, you might spend more money at Starbucks than you give to help someone in need over the course of a month. Everything. You get to Sonic at 4.05 and you don't get the happy hour price and you still have to buy a Route 44 Diet Coke, write it down, buddy, all right? I've been there before, 4.02. I'm sorry, sir, you've missed happy hour. (laughs) You know, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Write it down. Whatever you spend this week, write it down. If you want to be green beret and go crazy with this, do it for a month. Track your spending. Jennifer and I were talking about a few spending items. You know, one of you is more the spender in the family, and one of you is more the saver, and it often causes conflict. It does. But you know what? I've met many savers that when it comes to spending money that they want to spend, they're not savers anymore, right? And so the one who's the spender, who's heard about saving all month says, well, what's the big deal? You spend when you want to spend. And this goes both ways. I've met wives who are the managers and husbands who are the managers it goes both ways. I'm an equal opportunity offender. <laughs> so here's your assignment. Write it down. And here's the thing I want you to hear. It's corny. You've got to be knowing where your money's going. You've got to be knowing where your money is going. You've got to. You say, Dale, I don't have enough money to live. It doesn't matter. It does matter. I've helped people who live on little, very little, to live better on the amount they live on. And guys, I'm sorry to tell you, if you live on a lot, I mean a whole lot, you might know this already, you waste more money than you realize. There's a lot of waste. There's a lot of waste. And if over the next six weeks, you will come to the point where you say, all that I am and all that I have belongs to God, and he's made me an investor, a manager, then it matters what you waste, I hesitate saying this last year we were in much worse situation financially as a church as we are right now we were we were in debt in debt we were in the red we weren't in debt. We were in the red concerning our annual expenditures. We're in the red this year, but I think probably we're about a third of what we were last year. We're $16,000 in the red. We have monies, emergency funds to cover those amounts. Guys, I am not teaching this message so we can enter into some campaign to get us out of the red as a church. I think I can honestly say I do not want something from you either. I want something for you. I really want it for you. I want joy when it comes to finances, not drudgery. Right? I want fighting to end when it comes to finances. Butting heads, some, sure. But fighting? I mean, all out war. It happens because money and sexual relationship are the two greatest things in marriage that people fight over. Jesus said in Luke 16, 13, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and I didn't say it. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Jesus wants you to put your love of stuff and your love of money below your love for him because that is where real life is found. The number one law of personal finances, the number one law of personal finances. It's what we've been talking about. It's the first natural law of balance. Where is your money going? You say, Dale, that's not scriptural. If you believe Jesus wants us to be good stewards and good investors of all that he's given us, oh, yes, it is. It's very spiritual, If you believe God doesn't want your stuff, but God just doesn't want your stuff to have you, it's very spiritual. It said we're your treasurers. You want to pay someone's way to go on a mission trip. You want, you want, but you can't because you've disregarded some laws of personal finance. You've sown for many years. And you're reaping, and you're reaping a lot more than you've sown, but it's not good. God wants to change that. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your people in this place. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that first and foremost, you don't care about our stuff and our money. First and foremost, you care about our heart. You long for us to walk in relationship with you. But you know, and I know, and we know that we can't compartmentalize our life. We can't say, God is going to be over this piece of the pie, but I'm in control of all these other things. Father, may we submit our lives to your control, to your authority so that we might experience the life you created us for. I'm gonna ask our prayer partners to come forward at this time. You know, I'm just gonna take you off the hook. If you wanna come and pray with a prayer partner, everyone listen, it doesn't have to be about money. You might be going through a challenge in your life, a health challenge, a relational challenge, nothing to do with money. You might have a neighbor you found out this week that's in great crisis and you want God to help you to minister, to love them. Follow God's lead today. Take advantage of this opportunity to pray today.
1: Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you've entrusted to us. We thank you for grace, God. Give us grace as we learn how to place things in their right priority, to love others, to use things, to be good stewards of what you've given us. God, we thank you for this reminder. Give us the strength to do it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Y'all have a great week.